Right on the Mark, Episode 1, Part 1 of 2, featuring Ted Nugent, recorded May of 2021, starts right now. He has hunted all across America and around the world. Rifle, pistol, shotgun, crossbow, compound, traditional, he uses them all. He's an outfitter, an award-winning outdoor television host, and founder of America's only organization fighting to protect every hunter's lifestyle. He's brash, he's bold, he's humorous, and a bit hot-headed. But when it comes to all things God, family, country, and hunting, He's Keith Mark, and he's right on the mark. Well, welcome to Right on the Mark podcast. I'm Keith Mark, the host, and this is a brand new podcast, and we're going to focus on outdoor lifestyle, hunting, fishing type of issues. Um, I'm going to have my sidekick with me every week, and it's uh, Josh Ishmael. Josh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, a lot of folks out there will know Josh is Josh Ishmael Cam, which was his original Twitter handle. And the reason for that is, is I feel like I've had Josh over my shoulder for the last 15 years because he actually started in this business filming for McMillan River Adventures and ultimately filming for Sean Michaels and I and Sean Michaels. Yeah, it's been 15 years of actually filming and then about ever since I was seven or eight years old, you were my baseball coach. So I've known you for... Many, 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 many. I could keep going with Right. So now he's going to start off with age jokes right off. So you know what? If we're going to kick each other right off the bat, Josh. Well, by the way, uh, thanks for putting on the Hunter Nation t-shirt. I noticed when you strolled into the studio today, you were wearing all Flatlander gear. Right. Nothing like pimping your own show, just shameless, right? Yeah, yeah, whenever I can. You learn very well from Sean Michaels, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, our first guest, it should be, it's uh, my best pal on the planet, uh, the guy that actually got me into the outdoor industry side of the business, Ted Nugent. And I'm pretty excited to have Ted on. I'm sure you are. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I can't help but uh, tell this story before we get Ted on. We, I was uh, doing a project with Ted um, leading up to the 2016 presidential election. And we had to film Ted. We filmed Ted backstage. He gave us some lines and then we needed to get a little bit of video during a concert. And so uh, Josh was filming. We just needed literally maybe 10 seconds of video um, for the video that we were doing. Yeah, five clips total. Five clips. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Josh had gotten everything that he needed. And so I was standing back by the soundboard with my son, Zach, and Josh had ended up on stage right and was just watching the concert because, you know, he had all access pass. So he stood there on the stage. Well, Ted, right in the middle of this packed concert, he's playing and just, you know, how Ted is in concert. He looks over and he sees Josh standing there, camera down at his side, clearly not filming. And Ted's thinking that you're going to film the whole concert, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you'll ask him today. But uh, Ted looks can over I, and he goes, can I ask that question? I, <laughs> at your own risk. <laughs> so Ted looks over and he says, Josh, move around, Josh. <laughs> just, like, just like that. And the whole place, the whole uh, He's theme, live in the middle of the song. Right, live. in the song. And they're all like, first of all, trying to figure out. Who's Josh yeah. and what is he doing so badly to be cursed yeah. on stage from Ted Nugent? He's, so, he's cutting a, a solo on his guitar while cutting a promo on me. Exactly. So uh, anyway, uh, stay tuned. We, we've got uh, none other than uh, the Motor City Man Man Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent coming right up. Right on the Mark is brought to you in part by Hunter Nation. 
Hunter Nation defends all of our traditional American values, God, family, country, conservation, and our hunting lifestyle. Join the unified voice of the American hunter by visiting HunterNation.org today. So we got a good audio. Is my level okay? You're good. Yes, sir. Right, how, about, how about the most important thing? Is it the guitar tones? There's a man that needs no more introduction than that. Ted, welcome to Right on the Mark. How you doing, buddy? You know, I feel welcome right on the mark. A very happy springtime during the dumbest time in the history of humanity. God bless all those positive, wonderful families in the asset column. I'm proud to share this uh, electronic campfire with you, Keith. Truth, logic, and common sense continues to stimulate my everyday. Well, I hope today's podcast, if you will, will mirror virtually our daily phone conversations because we solve all the world's problems which it isn't really that difficult and quite frankly we're a couple of very entertaining sons of guns well you know if i was any more fun i'd probably uh, buy a ticket to go see me um here's the bottom line you know we, we talk about our phone calls and we talk about the crazy heartbreak that goes on in our world today especially in the last best place we would expect better from america yeah i know we're unfortunately and heartbreakingly experiencing the very worst but i think it's really important to note that my name is ted nugent i'm a wild guitar guy i'm i'm not only monocorally the motor city madman i really am the motor city madman i i pursue every breath i take since 1948 with mucho gusto with passion with with adventure with uncharted life liberty and pursuit of happiness and here's the crazy part as uh, as a uh, lunatic fringe of our our society labels me as radical extreme dangerous out of control nugent's lost it let me make sure everybody knows that the nugent family is in the asset column. My wife, Shemaine, my sons, my daughters, my band, my crew, my guides, my buddies, my team, everybody in my world, including the Mark family, everybody I know, we give. We work hard to produce for not just our family and our neighborhood, but for our nation, our, our, our fellow man around the world. There is no crime in the Nugent family. We don't want anything from anybody in the Nugent family. We set an alarm clock and we get up every day, during, especially during these just savage Chinese virus conditions. The Nugent family, for all our radical extremism, benefits everybody. We work hard to benefit the local grocery store and the feed mill and the, and the farmer's market and my neighbors. And we, we put in food plots for the wildlife. We manage our habitat so that air, soil, and water quality benefits all the people in the world. So as I am labeled the extremist and the radical, I take that as a badge of honor because I'm extremely tuned in to be conscientious and make intelligent priority decisions so that I don't bring negativity to my fellow man. I bring positivity to my fellow man. I know, Keith, that's how you operate. So it's important to draw that distinction in this world that those of us that are labeled crazy are actually the benefit. We benefit 
our fellow man. We benefit wild ground. We benefit wildlife. We benefit the American dream, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness of everybody. Not only are we not an obstacle to that, we are a propellant, an accelerant to that. So I couldn't be more proud of what the Nugent family represents and what Keith, you and your family represent. And quite honestly, I have a lot of friends, a lot of hunting buddies, a lot of rock and roll buddies, and everybody I know works very hard to be in the positive asset column for America and the world. Hey, hold on there, Ted. We have to take a quick break. Folks, we will be back with more hunting stories from Ted Nugent and learn how hunters have helped feed millions of meals for the hungry. Stay with us. This segment of Right on the Mark is brought to you by Colt, still making history. Pistols, rifles, revolvers. Find the right Colt for you today by visiting Colt.com. Right on the Mark invites you to like, share, and subscribe today. Welcome back to Right on the Mark with my very special guest, Ted Nugent. Well, you know, you and I both grew up in a hunting family, and so we were blessed to have this hunting lifestyle passed on to us. So during the pandemic, um, I wasn't worried about my freezer being empty or grocery stores not being stocked. First of all, I'm because I'm a hunter, I'm always prepared. We had plenty of the other products from toilet paper to everything in between. But we had the ability, if my freezer were to run low, to go out and, and acquire more. I mean, that's what I think we need to start looking back and more towards Ted is a little bit more self-sufficiency, a little bit more self-reliance. I mean, these people who think the government or really somebody else is going to solve your problems, feed your family, clothe you, clothe you. I mean, that's just the wrong approach. I've always felt more comfortable taking charge of my own destiny. You? Well, again, that uh, instinct, I think it's a primal, pure uh, representation of God's miraculous creation that we are created in his image and likeness and our conscience, our spirit, our soul drives in an organic reflexive primal instinct to be in the asset column, to provide for ourselves. And that's why, that's why the miracle of renewable resource management, i.e. hunting, fishing and trapping is so perfect. If you want life, you're going to need food, water, clothing, shelter, weapons, tools, medicine, and spirit. Now, bear with me because I, I, may, I may catch some people off guard here because I never went to college. I was too busy learning stuff. And the stuff I learned is literally one plus one equals two. The stuff I've learned in a hunting family, in a hunting environment, is that nature by all intellectual and honest considerations, demands participation. You're not going to have quality air, soil, and water, which is the foundation of quality of life exactly. for all living things. You're not going to have that quality sustenance if you're not tuned into your resource stewardship obligations. And it just happens to be that resource stewardship obligations happens to be fun. It happens to be exciting. It happens to be uh, an adventure, the outdoor lifestyle, the hunting, fishing, trapping, understanding where that raccoon might work the edge of that, that river, where that pheasant might hang in that thick pucker brush, right. where that deer trail might go from a bedding area to a feeding area so you can ambush them, kill them, feed your family. And then, of course, the most exciting part of the hunting lifestyle is that there are still 
so many min tens of millions of hunting families out there and wildlife is thriving because we used science to manage the sustained yield harvest every year since the early 1900s and so now we have so much venison you know you just mentioned a minute ago you never worry about your freezer running dry I worry about having enough room in my freezer I had exactly. to buy a new freezer this year yeah. but I think the great celebration of the hunting lifestyle is that hunters for the last 32 years and actually it goes way before of that goes back to time immemorial but we donate over a quarter of a billion healthy meals of organic renewable venison to soup kitchens and homeless shelters every year let me repeat that yes. nobody knows when I told Glenn Beck that when I told uh, Rush Limbaugh that when I told Sean Hannity that they went really a quarter billion meals of venison right Re really you do that yeah we've been doing it for over 30 years with the hunters for the hungry program and the sportsmen against hunger so that pure organic natural protein the most nutritious and delicious in the world we donate a quarter of a billion hot meals of venison to our fellow needy Americans every year without the USDA, right. without the FDA, without any tax dollars. We the people harvest the deer that, we, that we're driven to do because it's so perfect. It has to be done. And we, we share that pure venison with tens of millions of American families and nobody ever talks about this so i'm proud to talk about that a salute to the hunting families out there that care that work hard because killing a deer is a lot of work right but it's fun work it's yes. gratifying fulfilling work when the job is done and you got that backdrop by the way you might be noticed i'm toothpicking my uh, canines here <laughs> because i just dined on the most beautiful succulent axis deer backstrap with organic wild boar bacon um so i'm 72.4 years old clean and sober all my life because the drive to get close to wildlife to understand it not just to kill it but to understand my organic spiritual relationship with God's creation, it's driven me to be clean and sober and to accept the gift of the best food in the world, venison. So I'm old, but I'm cocked, locked, and ready to rock the clock around the clock, Doc, because I'm not tuned out. I'm tuned in. It's, it's so beautiful, I can hardly stand myself. Yes, you are. Well, hey, listen, stick around, Ted, because uh, when we come back after this quick break, uh, let's, uh, let's swap some hunting stories. I got a few. I bet you do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This segment of Right on the Mark is brought to you by Carlson Choke Tubes. Find out what makes Carlson the shooter's choice by visiting them at choketube.com and start getting better patterns today. Carlson Choke Tube. Welcome back to Right on the Mark podcast. Uh, my guest, my first guest, and of course, must be first in the hunting world, uh, Ted Nugent. Ted, uh, you're here with Josh and I, and... Uh, you know, I was just thinking back. I mean, you and I have been hunting together three decades, which seems almost impossible, but uh, but it's true. Um, I thought I would just start with one uh, that it turned into being just one of the coolest bow shots that I've ever seen. But uh, I want to talk about and then let you finish the story when you shot that just magnificent moose up there at McMillan River. But um, what I remember about that day is not the success that we had at the end of the day. Remember how when we left camp and started going down river, it uh, started raining. And so we pulled off and got under a large spruce tree, built a big fire, uh, you, me, Josh, and, and uh, our buddy Matt Carpenter up there. 
And uh, honest to God, I, I don't know how you carry the pack that you had because out of the pack came grits, came oatmeal, came candy bars, came everything known to man. So we actually had a seven course meal. Thank you, Ted, from carrying all that food with him. But we did. Yeah, uh, well, I, I didn't. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Keith, what I've done is I've just initiated a Facebook live so that I can share those with a few 10 million of hardy, working hard, playing hard, rock and roll, freedom loving Americans out there. I'm on with Keith Mark on a podcast right now celebrating the perfection of God's tooth, fang, and claw nature, and how we need to promote and celebrate the literal, the word perfect comes to mind. Hunting, fishing, trapping, yes. perfect reverential utility of God's renewable resources and up in McMillan River there in God's country, true wilderness. And I've been so blessed. I was the last guy to get out of the Sudan alive in 1978, hunting true African wilderness, untouched, unspoiled wilderness. And even today in the swamps of Michigan and you out there in Kansas, yeah. you can still have an absolute primal scream, perfect wildlife experience in the year 2021 when not many things remain perfect or sensible. But that day on the McMillan River in the Yukon, I remember because right now in my pockets and on my belt, I promise you, you could drop me off in the swamps of Brazil and I would be just <laughs> fine. I'd probably be king within two or three days. But I always have certain tools, a belt tool, a belt knife, a pocket yep. knife. I always have a little bit of first aid and some band-aids in my wallet. I've got some guitar picks. Now up in Canada, in the Yukon, I can't carry my handgun. But I always have a handgun and a bunch of ammo. I've got... Um, uh, I've got my reading glasses. I've got a fire starter. Yep. But I remember that soggy, beautiful, nasty, challenging day on the McMillan River that I just had a small backpack that I take with me every time I grab my bow and arrow. And every time I head to the woods, even on Spirit Wild Ranch, where I'm never more than a mile from home. But that, that sense of individuality, there's a declaration of yep. independence yes. that Americans created because we didn't believe in kings. We didn't believe in emperors. We didn't believe in, you know, tyrants and punks that thought, thought they could control our lives. And inside every heart of a human being, and believe me, you go to my Facebook, I'm on with my Facebook right now, the greatest people in the world. You'll hear from people from Ireland and, fin and Finland and Spain and Portugal and, and Australia and New Zealand, all across Canada. Literally, I hear from people every day from all around the world. And they have that same instinct that you and I have to hear the call of nature, to hear the call of the wild, to acknowledge there's a spirit of the wild. And, and we're driven, when we take off the shackles of the modern world, we're driven to get back to what Cochise and Crazy Horse and, and, and Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett and the pioneers that, that came across Manifest Destiny and... Yeah. and, and created a quality of life and all these incredible inventions that came from freedom where this inspiration to create and challenge yourself be the man in the arena stumble and get up and try again and stumble and get back up and try again and so we have this wonderful life where I have a thermostat I can get hot water anytime I want I got a truck I got I, I got everything you could possibly have but I like getting my bow and arrow and with a short walk I'm in the year one. Yep. And so when we started that fire in the rainy Yukon yep. afternoon, to some it might feel uncomfortable. But until you've 
worked hand in hand, soul to soul, with Mother Nature under worse blizzards, rainstorms. Yep. In, that, in Africa, they almost killed me. Until you've been to that precipice of, of uh, life and death challenge, you might not appreciate the thermostat or the clean sheets as much as I do. Yeah, exactly. So, so those, those wilderness hunting outdoor adventures, they will stimulate the independent spirit. And I, again, my Facebookers, I have people from all over the world on Facebook who not only never hunted or owned a gun, but some of them were anti-hunting and anti-gun. But once they heard me repeat over and over again, all these years, the joy of aim small, miss small marksmanship, the, per, the, 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 the demand, our spiritual demand to be prepared to defend our gift of life, keep and bear arms, the stimuli and the excitement and the, the adrenaline that's available when that hawk goes right by you in the tree stand or, or the birds are flittering all around you and some of them are landing on the arrow singing to you yep. because you become one. You know, when people talk... Yeah. So that's a very important part of our life. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're these anti-hunting people. And a lot of people that uh, that have never experienced uh, hunting, all they do is focus on the end result, which they think always ends up with a kill, which of course you and I both know that's not true. But although this particular day we're talking about the Yukon, it ended up, you know, highly successful the best part of it to me is, uh, you know, when we were laying under that tree, you mentioned Africa. I know, you, remember you telling some African stories. And as you know, that was on the same trip where I shot the moose that was charging and I shot it with a bow at like two yards. And so, of course, I think as we sat under that tree, I might have told that story six or seven times, you know. And, and you know, and we even heard, you know, Josh telling, you, you know, everybody just shares those stories. And, and, and that's really the camaraderie. That's really what it's all about. But after we packed up that day and, the, uh, you know, got the fire out, rain stopped, and we went back up the river a little bit to a place where we really wanted to hunt. And I don't know if you remember, you probably do. We went I remember around every that channel. Literally everything. And literally everything. <laughs> and, 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 and we got on that little bank and had that moose call down the way. Um, pick it up from there, Ted. Tell the story. Oh. Oh. And here comes this locomotive. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my trusty bow and arrow that I've been shooting since about 1952. I love the mystical flight of the arrow. And I'm fascinated, absolutely stimulated, just mesmerized by wildlife. But when a moose, when an Alaska Yukon moose is coming into your face and he's coming in looking for trouble with it. You know he means business, man. Exactly. So we were hunkered down next to that pucker brush, and here he comes. And I remember Josh was right behind me, and you were right next to me. And that moose was at about about seven or eight yards, but there was just enough pucker brush covering his vitals where I did what I call the backstrap ballet. Yep. And I, I literally <laughs> leaned over to the side, and I found a hole through the... You're shooting through stuff like this, and I found a hole just about that big <laughs> and i put that mystical flight of the arrow and slammed right Perfect. through his, his shoulder and it was it, 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 it's a moment that is so pure it's a moment where you're not really killing the animal you have dedicated yourself to practice with your gear your archery your, your firearms that you learn stealth you learn to read god's pulse 
You learn to understand the habitat where the, where the creature might be and where he might be heading. And it's always a roll of the dice, but you learn after, after experience, after experience, after experience. And we chose the right spot. Plus, what was your guide's name there Matt, that day? Matt Carpenter. Matt. Matt has, I mean, I, I almost wanted to shoot Matt. He sounded so much like a bull. <laughs> uh, but I knew that he was an expert at that. He really understands the relationship with especially bull moose up in the Yukon. And that arrow hit that giant, I'm, I, he had to be pushing 1,200, 1,300 pounds, big old mature, probably eight-year-old moose that scored somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 inches. 220. Beast. 220. And, uh, he was dead in about five seconds Yep. Uh, because the arrow penetrated both lungs. And I was shooting a lightweight bow. I was only shooting 50 pounds. Uh, my arrow was 400 grain gold tip, and I think I was shooting a two-blade broadhead. Yep. But those moments, and I've expressed this, that's why Spirit of the Wild is such a successful TV show, because I'm able to share in imprinting detail the moment of definitive escape from the modern world. Yep. I was the only human on earth. You were at my side, and you're my blood brother. Josh was there, and Matt was there. But when that moose and I faced face to face, and the same thing happens with a cock pheasant jumping up, or the same thing happened this morning with a raccoon that I had on my trap line, and the dogs are fighting. All of a sudden, it's you're 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 the heartbeat of God's creation. You're doing your resource stewardship responsibilities mm -hmm. and yep. when i come to full draw on an animal or i'm swinging on a mallard or i'm checking my trap line knowing that i'm re reducing the chance for rabies and distemper and mange by balancing the fur bear population i'm telling you that here here's here's how perfect it is here's how perfect the outdoor experiences provide us there was no joe biden there was no Nancy Pelosi. There was no evil. There was no Chinese communist tyrants. There was no hate. There was no Hillary Clinton criminality. There was no lying, hating media. I'm telling you, these moments in the great outdoors, that's why my show and my song and my podcast is called Spirit of the Wild. There's an aboriginal connection with God's creation that is optimized and maybe other than breeding and producing offspring very important yes very and the birth of a child or the 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 goodbye to a loved one at the gravesite and i'm imagining i've spent so much time with heroes of the military i imagine when you kill evil when you're able to kill an evil person who would take away your freedom and harm your fellow man those moments in life are very limited and when you're hunting fishing and trapping and you're taking that scientific based surplus from the wild you know you're making the wild healthier, thereby making the world healthier, certainly making yourself healthier, and you're making the air, soil, and water productivity better for everybody, including people who would try to stop you from doing it. Yeah. So there's an out-of-body samurai, definitive, highest, not higher, highest level of awareness that is attainable 
in the hunting, fishing, trapping experience. And I, I cherish it more today as an old man than I did as a little boy in Michigan. Now, it's good to hear, Josh, that all that was going through Ted's head. Um, what was going through my head was as Ted started leaning and the bull is like nine yards away and just two days before that, you and I had been charged by the other moose. Right. Here I'm on my knees next to the guy that's about to lean over and fall. I'm thinking, I almost touched him. He came to contact. You know, but, I mean, when he got almost to the point where he couldn't lean anymore and he let the arrow go, I, I literally, I just shut my eyes thinking, God, please. <laughs> you know? For, me, for and, me, it was a step before that because there was two trails he could take. He could right? take the one he took or the one that came directly in us or on us. On us, right. I mean, it was it was one or the other, and we were going to be in bad trouble. Yeah, well, anyway, you made a great shot. You know, uh, we're going to take a quick break right here, Ted, but I, before we leave the Yukon, I want to tell one other Yukon story when we come back, and that involves uh, just what this is really all about, uh, the joy that I saw you share when your son Toby killed his moose with us up at McMillan River. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Ted Nugent. This segment of Right on the Mark is brought to you by King's Camo, offering the right clothing, gear, and accessories for all your outdoor needs. Shop today at kingscamo.com. King's Camo is an original and proud supporter of Hunter Nation. Welcome back to uh, Right on the Mark podcast. Uh, Josh and I are here with my good friend, Ted Nugent. Hey, real quick, I, I just, I don't get to say a lot because I just want to hear you guys tell stories and I feel like I'm just a fly on the wall and just like everybody else and I love it. <laughs> well, you know what, Josh has been able to uh, tag along uh, with a lot of hunts. I mean, we've hunted with Ted. I mean, Several times. Many, many, many times, you know. For and by the way, by the way, while we're talking about hunting together, we're complete idiots if we don't do it every year. Yeah. We're getting old. Yes. Those moments are so special. When I head back to Michigan, I have every weekend sold out for sunrise safaris, September, October, and the first half of November. Then here in Texas, I have my hunt sold out on Spirit Wild Ranch. But Keith, we got to get Mark Geis, some of these, these warriors together, yes. and you guys got to come out. My campfires in Michigan are attended by the greatest human beings that ever walked this earth. Nice family, smart, successful, hardworking, anywhere from a hardware store operator to a used car salesman to the CEO of a, of a high-tech gig uh, to uh, big wigs of the big three auto companies, but just hardworking shit kickers that put their heart and soul into participating in the sacred experiment self-government. So let's make it a point right now officially on Ted Nugent uh, Facebook Live and on your podcast that 2021 we will start an annual ritual where you guys join me at these wonderful Sunrise Safaris Camp. Yes, I mean, it's always a blast when we do. And we've before, done it. Yeah, we've done, we've done it. it. But before the first we, time I ever ate coon and beaver was there. Yes. <laughs> the first time you ever ate beaver was at Ted's. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Yeah, well. You can't trap beaver. It's a good song. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, so, Ted, a couple years before the story that we just told, um, you were up in the Yukon, and this time you were allowing your son Toby to hunt, and he had never killed an Alaska Yukon moose. And it was a, another great Yukon story. We had come across the lake uh, park. There was a, a, a burn there, and, and, and we had seen moose there, and we were coming up along the shoreline, and, and uh, I had heard just the slightest tick uh, of, a, of a moose uh, antler on a, a branch. No one else had heard it, but I, I basically, if you remember, stopped everybody, and we let out a call, and this moose came, 
And he got, he was coming no closer. It was 30 yards and he turned broadside and you were actually filming for Spirit of the Wild. I think I was actually filming for McMillan River Adventures at that time. And, right. and you know, I, I've been there with Zach and Jake and Anna as a parent. You know, when you don't have the bow in your hand, you know, it's, it's the, the rubbers met the road, you know, and I can only imagine what was going through your heart and mind. Toby comes back to full draw. The moose puts himself in a perfect place. And then to see his arrow, I mean, and it was a new... You know, you always hear me celebrate the mystical flight of the arrow. That's why I always used white arrows for so many years, just like Howard Hill and Fred Bear and Ben Pearson did, because they wanted, especially shooting instinctively, you have to imprint what is the arch of your archery. What is the arch of the arrow at, at any given estimated ranges? And you really learn to read the ranges instinctively based on uh, millions of arrows arching. Well, that's why I created the gold tip arrows that are zebra, black and white zebra, because in flight, they look white and mm -hmm. they're visible. Plus, I shoot a lightweight bow. I shoot 50-pound Matthews. So my arrows are going maybe a couple hundred feet a second because velocity means nothing. It's about shot placement, stealth, timing, and a razor-sharp two-blade broadhead in my world. But Toby was shooting a 45-pound experimental nuge bow that day, shooting instinctive. But my son, Toby, who I didn't push to become a hunter. I always shared my stories, and I he helped track deer as he was growing up. Um, and he didn't get a deer on his first deer hunt in Texas when he was six years old, and his sister Sasha got one when she was eight that year. And I remember he was a little let down, but he didn't pursue the deer hunting or the outdoor lifestyle with much vigor, shall we say. But then he became more interested and more interested. We'd shoot our bows together. And that day, it was consummated that his timing, his stealth, his freezing, and his reading the bull's actions that when that bull stopped, I think it was Matt that did a one last grunt and the bull turned broadside. And because Toby was shooting a lightweight bow, which is what I always encourage for grace and control. And instinctively you saw that gold tip zebra arrow arch those 30 plus yards. And it was literally, I think, you know, we talk about prayers for the wild things. We want the wild ground to be healthy because the wildness is the canary in our coal mine. And the prayers that I had said, I want my son to get a moose, I want my son to get a moose, I want my son to get a moose. And that arrow, it, it's, it's, it's forever in my sight. Because at that long range, 30 plus yards, at four, only 40, little over 40 pounds, a 400 grain gold tip, with a two-blade broadhead, that arrow arched slowly up over that Yukon brush. And I swear, Jesus grabbed Toby's arrow and stabbed that moose <laughs> right in the top of the heart. And that moose with a 40, I think it was 42, 43-pound bow, that arrow went all the way to the fletching went through both lungs, that bull spun around, and we couldn't count to five, and it was dead. And that moose was an enormous trophy old bull that was over a thousand pounds, and that's a tribute to what Fred Bear and Howard Hill and Ben Pearson and all the founding fathers of modern bull hunting got from Cochise and Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull, that a razor-sharp broadhead 
in anything's lungs is terminal. And I remember it was very emotional. Toby and I hugged. Of course, we yeah. always hugged. When I brought the camera back from the moose kill and I turned back to you guys, and that's something that I'll remember forever because, um, you know, I actually wrote an article about it and I asked the question, does a grown man hug his own grown son? And the answer is, of course he does. You had tears in your eyes, Ted. You were hugging him with, you know, the pride that only a father, you know, could feel. It was, it, it was a heck of a moment. Yeah, it really was. And I, you know, I'm, I'm an emotional guy because I've been clean and sober my whole life. All my nerve endings are rather raw. I'm very, I'm very, 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 very alive. And so when you pursue the things that you're so passionate about, you're 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 constantly breaststroking up the whitewater rapids of adrenaline. Yep. And that moment when my son performed his dedication and practice regimen at the archery range with me, under those very nerve-wracking moments of a gargantuan Yukon yep. moose. I mean, these things are the size of a Peterbilt. It's just <laughs> exactly. huge. It's a psychological uh, tsunami bombardment of emotions and sensations that you're just not going to get downtown. No. Well, maybe in Detroit you're going to. No. Um, but <laughs> my point is, is that Toby performed. That's that instinct I'm talking about. When Toby determined to shoot that moose look like we all experience and again it doesn't matter whether it's a quail or an elephant there is a moment where you know you're taking the gift of god's renewability and you might not be thinking in those terms when you're about to put an arrow through the heart of a giant yukon moose but there's a, a cocktail of of truth a cocktail of scientific evidence that you know you're being compelled to perform a conservation responsibility. Mm, and number one, it's so much fun because you're in the wild with your friends and you make a little campfire under a wet spruce tree and you see the ducks and the geese, you see the bear off on the on the shoreline and you, you, you see the moose and you smell and feel and taste this nature cocktail of invigoration. But at the moment of infamy, when Toby's at full draw, I promise you, it's, it's one of those rare, cherished moments in life that qualifies as out of body. That's right. And you have your uh, father-son there, which you know all too well, which we cannot overstate. Um, it's a mystical, spiritual moment that unless you've done it, you might not understand what I'm trying to say. But luckily on Facebook Live right now, you, you guys got to come to Facebook. I'm telling you, you're missing out. The Pulse of the best people in the world are on my Facebook every day. And because I am able to articulate these feelings and sensations so accurately from a lifetime of experience, more and more people on my Facebook are buying bows and arrows, they're buying guns and ammo, they're getting their concealed weapons permit, they're going to the range and they're discovering the joys of aim small, miss small, projectile management discipline and the mystical flight of the arrow. So promoting and celebrating conservation, hunting, fishing, trapping, the shooting sports, the joys of the outdoor lifestyle, it's job number one in 2021. Hey, stay tuned because Ted's agreed to stick around and join us for a whole nother program. We're going to bust out some more hunting stories from our 20 past years of hunting. And I'm going to press him to learn why he hasn't been inducted into that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
I think we all really know why, but I'm dumbfounded and hope he can shed some light on it. The views and opinions expressed on Right on the Mark are not necessarily those of our hosts, guests, or sponsors. Right on the Mark is produced at Hunter Nation Studios and is the property of Bow and Arrow Productions, produced in conjunction with BLT Productions. Copyright 2021.